Last year, GoPro released this, which is the Hero 7 Black. I've had many GoPros, pretty much everything since the Hero 4. This is something that I use a lot in the videos that I make for this channel, a lot in my own work. It's a pocketable camera that shoots 12 megapixel stills and 4K video. And because of its size, the fact that it's always with you, this is something that I actually use quite a bit. Now, two weeks ago, DJI released this, the DJI Osmo Action, which is pretty much the same as this, but maybe a little better? So just for the record, DJI did not send this to me for review. I bought this with my own money and I ordered it through B&H like everybody else. I've been using it for about two weeks. Most of my colleagues are billing this as the GoPro killer. And while I think that it certainly does some things better and it certainly borrowed quite a bit from the GoPro, I don't know that it totally replaces that. So I wanna break these down, look at them side by side. But first I wanna give a shout out to our sponsor today who are the awesome folks over at squarespace.com. If you need a website, portfolio or online store, Squarespace have you covered with an all-in-one solution for building beautiful websites. Their award-winning templates will get you started and you can use their drag and drop interface for quickly building a website that you can be proud of. So head over to Squarespace and sign up for a free trial. And if you decide that Squarespace is right for you, you can use offer code AOP on checkout to save 10% on your order. Once again, that offer code is AOP. And I want to give a special shout out and thanks to the folks at Squarespace for sponsoring another episode of The Art of Photography. So one of the interesting trends that we've seen over the last couple of years is the return of popular of the action cam. This is something that seemed to be big a few years ago before drones came out. GoPro's clearly been the leader in this arena. And I think, say what you want about GoPro, they have one of the best in-house media companies of any camera company I've ever seen. And they sell the lifestyle of extreme sports. If you go look at their YouTube channel or their Instagram account, you can see some amazing footage of people doing some amazing things with these cameras. However, I feel like over the years, that's probably gotten a little stale with consumers. And it's interesting to see why DJI would start putting an emphasis on action cams. And I think one of the biggest reasons is people who are using them similar to what I'm doing, where you're using it as just a personal camera that you've always got with you that you can shoot home movies on. It's not super expensive. It's really easy to use. And you can see that clearly because now we have a front facing screen in addition to the back screen. So we now have a front facing screen that you can use as a monitor if you're filming yourself. And that's probably the biggest physical difference between these two cameras. If you dive down, both cameras are super easy to use. The GoPro Hero 7 is super simple. It's got a power button on the side and a record button on the top, and those are the only two physical controls that it's got. There's a battery compartment in the bottom, which houses the battery as well as the micro SD card. And over on the side, we have another compartment that opens up, which will reveal a USB-C connection for charging, and as well as an HDMI port. And this is something that you're not going to see on the Osmo. It does not have an HDMI out. Now, why would you want to use an HDMI out? It allows you to hook this camera up to a monitor, let's say, or maybe an external recorder, or if you're doing some kind of live broadcast and you want to switch between a bunch of action cameras, you can set that up. That is not available on the Osmo. It's pretty much limited to just recording in the camera. When you power up the GoPro, you're going to see one of the best UIs I've ever seen on any camera. And this has not always been the case with GoPro. They used to be very kludgy and you had to rely on the app to change settings. But now that we have a full touch screen, this is gesture based. So if you want to switch between modes, so for say you want video, time lapse, or still photography mode, you just simply swipe left and right to change the mode that you're in. Within any mode, if you swipe from the top down, you're going to have access to your settings. And if you swipe from the bottom up, you have access to the footage and images that you've already made. The Osmo is very cleanly designed too, but there are some differences. For the physical buttons, you have the power button on the top of the camera, as well as the record button. And over on the side, you have your quick switch button, which allows you to change between modes. So this basically is doing what the GoPro is doing in terms of gestures. What's really cool though in the interface is it has a few more modes than the GoPro does, including the ability 
ability to set up custom modes. And you can actually personalize what you want to see in the quick selection if you slide down to the preferences and you can select what is displayed. So if you don't need access to every mode that this camera is capable of, you can just select the ones you want to see and keep things simple. It also has a gesture-based UI. It's not quite as simple as the GoPros, but it really works well. If you swipe from the left, you're going to get your footage or your images that you've taken. If you swipe from the right, you're going to get picture settings for whatever you're taking at the moment. If you swipe from the top down, you're going to have access to global settings and preferences. And from the bottom up, it lets you fine tune the resolution that you're shooting in any given mode. So as I mentioned, there are two screens on the Osmo. There is a rear facing screen and a front facing screen. These screens do not run at the same time. And that's actually a good thing because you're going to want to have some control over power management. The GoPro battery is actually a higher capacity, just slightly than what you're going to find in the Osmo. However, I think DJI have done an incredible job with power management in this camera. And between the two, I really haven't noticed a difference in battery life. You're still going to want for either camera multiple batteries if you're going to be out shooting all day, but both do really well. So how do you switch between the back and the front screen? Well, there's two ways of doing it. The easiest is just to use it as a touchscreen. You take two fingers and do a double tap on the back screen, and this will turn on the front facing screen and turn off the back facing screen. If you want to switch them back, you just do it again. It couldn't be easier. The other way of doing it is to take the quick select button on the side of the camera and just do a long press. And after about a second, it will switch the screens and you can do that to switch back. So it's really nice to have two ways of doing this, depending on how you're holding the camera, what you're doing with it. I think DJI have done a really nice job in the design on the Osmo. So we're going to do a little demonstration here. I have the DJI Osmo in my left hand and I have the GoPro Hero 7 Black in my right hand and we are going to do a little comparison here. So a couple things that you're going to notice right away. First of all, with the video quality. One thing that I have always kind of had against the GoPro is these are really wide angle lenses and you end up with a pretty big fisheye, as you can see on the GoPro. Now you can fix this in software if you've got a way to do that. Um, this is uncorrected here. I just want you to see it as it is coming out of the camera. But what is really nice is the Osmo on the other hand, does have a de-warp feature where they can smooth out some of the fish shyness and some of the curvature that you're going to see on the lens. Now the GoPro technically has a linear mode that you can put this in, but it does not work with 4K. It has to be 1080 or below. So unfortunately, if you want to shoot 4K and that's kind of what I do, I'll give you a comparison here so you can see. So this is linear at 1080 and I've just blown it up to 4K to match the rest of the footage in this clip. Another feature I want to talk about is color profiling on both of these cameras and both of them offer not quite a log profile but a log-esque flat profile and in the DJ Osmo they have you go in the back and you change it from normal to D cine like and you can get a profile to grade and that's how I've shot both of these so right here on the Osmo this is what it looks like ungraded it just gives you a flatter profile that you can work with if you want to be able to retain shadows and highlights and control your contrast a little bit when I put a LUT over the top it works pretty good and it looks really nice now on the GoPro side of things they have had this technology in GoPros for a while they call it ProTune and there's several settings you can have a ProTune profile and you can turn your color to GoPro or flat as much as I love the GoPro and they are designed for a specific look so for instance if you are familiar with the skiers and the the beautiful saturated blue sky there's a look that GoPro has with their quote-unquote normal profile I actually prefer to use ProTune all the time and I have a series of LUTs that I've created to use with these that I can apply over the footage and then gain more control over because what I've noticed is like in some cases when you're using a normal mode on the GoPro there is some contrast that's done dynamically and it's adjusted so for instance if you walk out into bright sunlight all of a sudden the skin tones look weird for a second while it's adjusting and the only way to get rid of that is just to use ProTune exclusively and grade and post so it's not the perfect solution but I like that both of these cameras do 
have a professional option if you want to take your footage to the next level or you need to match it with other cameras or using more of a high-end video kind of solution to what you're doing. In terms of size, both of these cameras are pretty much the same thing. You'll notice that the Osmo is slightly shorter, but it's also slightly longer and slightly thicker. One thing that I do like about the design on the Osmo is both of these cameras have the ability to take the cover off of the lens and replace that with a filter. So if you want to use something like a neutral density filter or even a polarizer, you can do that. The GoPro is extremely difficult to get off. In fact, if you're wondering, there is a pro tip. The Hero 4 came with this waterproof case, and part of this case was open to expose the microphones. If you take the back that is open, it's just the perfect size for actually twisting and getting this off. But anyway, if you don't have one, it's really challenging to remove the cover. The Osmo has more of a typical conventional screw type design, so it's a lot easier to remove than the GoPro. DJI obviously borrowed quite a bit from GoPro, as you can see. One thing that really surprised me, though, is even though there's a size difference, the Osmo does come with its own plastic case, and this is for mounting. And you'll notice real quick that once you get it in the case, you can mount this to pretty much all the GoPro accessories. So this gives you full access to a complete lineup of cheap plastic overpriced accessories for the Osmo now that DJI didn't even have to make. But anyway, if you own a bunch of GoPro stuff, just know that the DJI Osmo is compatible right out of the box. We've been talking a lot about video. Still images are very acceptable on both of these cameras. They're not going to compete with a big DSLR or a mirrorless camera, but for what they are, which is a 12 megapixel image that is taken from a tiny sensor, it's amazing because this fits in your pocket and you're going to be able to take this places and get images on the fly and be in the moment. And that's one thing I really like about the GoPro. I don't replace any of my major cameras with this, but I do use it from time to time and the results are actually kind of interesting. Now, if you like to shoot time lapses or hyperlapses, this is an area where I think the GoPro is probably still the better camera. And it's because you have a lot more options in terms of what kinds of time lapses you can do. When you go into the time lapse mode and then you click on the little icon, you get many options. You can do a hyperlapse, you can do a time lapse, you can do a night lapse if you want longer exposures for night. And it's got a lot of flexibility. Whereas the Osmo, at this point that I'm making this video, it really only has one mode. Now, the Rocksteady image stabilization is really good, and you can sort of do a time lapse that sort of looks like a hyperlapse, but it's really not a hyperlapse. And this is a rumor that I've actually heard that DJI will be adding this in a firmware update. I can't confirm that. That's just what I've heard. But at the time that I'm filming this, that's a feature that's missing. So if you're really into doing time lapses and you need an action camera to do that, I think GoPro's definitely the better way to go on that. So bottom line, which one of these cameras would I recommend? And I know that's a little bit complicated and it just depends on what your needs are. The GoPro has not been replaced. I think that DJI definitely have made things interesting in the action camera market. I think they've created a challenge for GoPro to come out with something better. And I think that's actually a healthy and good thing. There are still some features on the GoPro that you're not going to find in the Osmo. And one is the HDMI output. So if you need an HDMI cable to be able to interface with the GoPro for an application, you're just not going to be able to do that on the Osmo. And I think the other big thing is if you like to do a lot of time lapses and you like doing hyperlapses, and this is a something that you rely on quite a bit. Again, the GoPro gives you way more options. Now, in terms of just shooting video and shooting footage and maybe vacation stuff, maybe vlogging a little bit, I think the Osmo probably is the better bet here. I think that it does a lot of things really well. I think the image stabilization is slightly better even though the GoPros is really good. It's just slightly better. And all in all, I just think this is probably, if that's your only application, probably the way to go with because you will save money because it's about $50 cheaper as well. Love to know what you guys think. Drop me a comment. Let me know. I'll see you guys in the next video. Until then, later.